Welcome to the Endless Gap Year podcast, your weekly advice podcast from two moderately successful or barely holding them together, Zillennials. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Endless Gap Year podcast. I know that we've been away for a little while, but we are back recording episodes again. Um, How are you, Kira? I am well, thank you. It has been a while. It's been a while since I've actually talked to you, Bryn, so it'll be good to catch up today yeah well we've had a lot going on haven't we we definitely have had a few major life changes for both of us what have you been up to well I think that we filmed the last podcast while I was still studying um since then I finished my degree uh, and I've actually moved to Europe yeah that is a massive change um how was the end of your degree how did you feel about it it was pretty stressful because we were moving like literally a week or two after I finished my classes. <laughs> um, so I didn't even get my full degree certificate before I left the country. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I'm glad I finished. Uh, I'm ready to do something else, I think. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What have you been up to, Kira? Um, I have moved away from home as well. This is my... Well, this is my second time moving away from home, actually. But I have I decided to do a season um, in the snowfields in Australia, um, in Jindabyne I've moved to. And, yeah, I've started a job. Well, I'm, I'm nearly finished the job, actually. The season's nearly over. That's how long it's been since we've talked. It's been months. Where, where exactly did you move to, Rune? Well, we spent about a month and a half in southern Spain, where my partner's from, and then we have moved to London. Yeah. And was it hard finding a place there to live? And Oh, yeah. The, the rental market here at the moment is just insane. So many people are moving back post-COVID or semi-post-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were... Like, we arrived at the start, well, around the start of August, and for three days I just went and viewed properties for us to move into because we wanted to move straight away. And we couldn't – we didn't want to live in a hotel because that's £100 a night um, just to stay in a fairly dodgy hotel. (laughs) Um, And so I viewed 20 properties in the first three days, um, and we got accepted on two of them that I put offers in on. Um, but it just didn't, like, it didn't feel right when they were like, oh, yeah, you got it. Like, I wasn't excited to have it. Like, I just felt stressed. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up declining both of them. We've actually moved into this thing called co-living space, which is basically like a hostel for adults. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. So basically you get, like, a studio room. Um, and we are paying through the nose for it, but that's because we're only staying three months. Um, because the other problem with getting a place was that Lewis's contract has an initial three months and then the potential for an extension. And so we didn't want to rent somewhere for a year. And then if his contract doesn't get extended, what do we do? And like that situation is incredibly unlikely. Um, so it wasn't like we were genuinely worried about that, but, like, of course, if we'd booked somewhere for 12 months, that would have happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, Just okay. Yeah. 
so yeah, we ended up booking this co-living space. We have a three-month contract here, and you get a studio room, which is it's small, but it's bigger than a hotel room, so uh, small wins. Um, but we also get a co-working space. There's like a library. There's a lounge area. There's two different terraces, a gym, a cinema, um, wow. like a kitchen and laundry. Just lots of other little rooms around the place. Um, yeah. The meeting room that I'm currently in. <laughs> um, that's interesting. That's such a good idea for young people if they're just moving to a new city and need accommodation as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that it's an interesting idea. I'm not sure how successful it will be in the future. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's... It's strange. Like, it seems like a lot of things have broken. The building's only been open for, like, eight months. And okay, yeah. had, like, four things broken. So I don't know if the person who lived there before me was just, like, didn't care for the space at all or, or what it was. Yeah. But, yeah. It's also still very expensive. Compared, like, we're living right on the edge of the city. And yeah. if, if we catch the tube in, it's, like, 45 minutes to an hour on the, okay. the tube to get just, to the centre, but not to necessarily where we need to to go to. Yeah. Um, or there's a fast train for, that takes 15 minutes, but it's like £6, I think. For the fast trains, it's more expensive than just catching the tube. So I think that if you work in the city, it's not necessarily the best option. Yeah. It's also not in a great area, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, there's stubbings. Okay. Well, I feel like there's heaps of stubbings everywhere in London, though. Oh, there's like compared to Australia, London is just so dangerous. Like, yeah, I feel endangered. Yeah, that's crazy because I'm literally living in a small country town, um, and you're living in this massive city. Well, yeah, but that's the same as, like, our hometown is a small country town, so. I know, but I'm in, kind of in the middle of nowhere here. Like, my Woolies doesn't even have the adapter I want. Like, we've only got a Woolies. Can't go to Kmart. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I can't find eyebrow dye anywhere. Just use hair dye, surely. I could, yeah. <laughs> it would be good or a disaster. Yeah. Order bleach. That's the trend, apparently. What are they doing at the moment? Um, they have pencil on them. Oh, okay. I was going to say, at least on camera, they look darker than your hair. So, Yeah, well, that's plus. <laughs> well, yeah. So what have you been doing while you've been at the ski fields? So, um, so it, this was a really quick decision, me deciding to go here. I was just really stressed about, because I usually go, me and Bryn usually go to the snow quite a bit. We have done our whole lives, like, for a few trips each year. Um, and I just couldn't find accommodation this year. So I thought, might as well just move to the snow for the whole season. I'll have accommodation with work. Um, I'll find, like, work with accommodation and I'll be set. So that's what I did. I went on um, to Facebook, actually, found accommodation, uh, found work with accommodation, and I started uh, um, as a barista at a little privately owned cafe on the ski fields. Um, and nice. that's what I 
yeah, I'm just I just barista for a couple of days a week, and then I snowboard the other days. So where are you staying right now? You said you've got accommodation through work. What's that look like for you? Yeah, so I was really lucky. Um, I got I've got accommodation in town, um, in Jindabyne. So there's snow in Australia and New South Wales. Um. We have, like, a town called Jindabyne and then we have two ski fields that go off it. Um, and my accommodation's right in town. It's a brand-new house. I've been really lucky this year because I know lots of people that are working for the season have shit accommodation, like sharing with six people, the windows oh. don't close, the dry doesn't work, like, just horrible. Um, I'm sharing with a great group of people that I also work with, Um in a nice new house with everything working. Um, I did share with one girl at the start of the season, but she has since left, um, and I've got a whole bedroom to myself with an ensuite and a walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> Nothing gets better than this, really, at the snow, like, for snow accommodation. It's pretty good. So, yeah, what's your plan after the snow season finishes? Um, so originally I wasn't going to do snow season. I was just going to work heaps and earn heaps of money and then go to Canada for a season. Um, and now I've just decided to just go to Canada for a holiday. So I'm going to move back home, work a bit, like really hard for a solid month or two. Then I might go over and visit Bryn in London and then, um, go to Canada for a holiday and maybe go back to Europe. I don't know. It's all up in the air now. <laughs> well, when are you thinking of coming? Um, I think January or December or January. Um, it's just really expensive with flights right now. January is so weird. What, January? What do you mean? January? I said January. 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 Oh, no. It's putting <laughs> oh, me out now. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it is expensive to fly over at Christmas time. Either way. To fly to Australia. It's cheaper to fly to um, the UK first and then to Canada, but, um, yeah, I've just got to organise it because I'm planning to go with friends and it's a bit hard to see what everyone wants because everyone wants a summer in Europe, but I want to come back here for the snow season, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, people can still stay on in summer and you can go back. Like, you don't all have to have the same flights all the time. I know, but if I fly to you first and then go to Canada, then it'll be winter for you first and then. Well, yes, that is the way. But And it's a cheaper that way. So if I go to Canada, it's the same price flying to Canada that would be to fly to you and then Canada. Right, okay. I think it's better to fly to me and then Canada. I think so too, but everyone wants a European summer, so. But you don't have to go with everyone else. I know, but that's so fun. Maybe I could go to you and then Canada and then come back. Yeah. I could do that. I just, yeah. Yeah, like you you can come back. I know, but it's just, maybe it's not expensive. I don't know. I'll have to I feel like it's a better flight, though, to go from from Canada to the UK and then stop in the UK and then go from the UK to Australia? Because isn't that flight starting next year, the one that goes 
direct. Yeah, I think so. And I also think I just find it really scary flying straight over the ocean, <laughs> straight to America from Australia. Leaving Australia, though, is just straight over the ocean anyway. Like, do you know it how long really it is between Australia and India? I yeah. would say it's a really long time. <laughs> were you stressing on the plane going, oh, over the ocean? No, I wasn't stressing, but it was like I was sitting on the plane. I didn't sleep at all, right, because I just don't sleep. Lewis, as soon as he sat down, he ate his first meal and then he slept basically the rest of the flight. Oh, I wish I was him. But, no, I was sitting there and I was just – I finished watching all of the movies they had available. I slept for three minutes before someone ran into me and woke me up. And then um, and then I – what was I going to say? Completely lost. Oh, and then I was looking at the map. Um, and I was like, oh, we've been in the air for like eight hours now. We must be over, like, Abu Dhabi or something. <laughs> we were still over the ocean, hadn't even reached the edge of India. Uh, you know. Well, my flight, when you first moved to um, England, my flight um, with Dad, our seats didn't decline, and so I watched every single movie and didn't go to sleep as well. You also had um, a broken collarbone. I don't, know why I, dad, I don't know why my dad didn't buy premium economy seats or didn't try and upgrade you to premium economy seats. I know. They are such cheap. Um, what are they called? Cheap gates, yeah. That was so rough for me. I, it really was. And I had the worst pants on as well. They were so <laughs> tight and annoying that mum wanted me to wear because they look good in the airport, you know? <laughs> But I feel like you can still wear stuff that looks good in the airport without being so uncomfortable. You can. I I once when yeah. I when I flew over, I wore like a white t shirt, like blue linen pants. But these are like my loosest linen pants. So like yeah. even if I'm super bloated, they don't stay up properly. <laughs> so they were like they were very comfortable to be on the plane with. Yeah, Thankfully, that was. I need to do that next time. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's still lots of cute airport outfits that aren't so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and, oh, are you going to fly premium economy? If someone else pays for it, yes. <laughs> you should fly premium economy. It's not that I much more expensive. That. No, it's not that much more expensive, though, compared to, uh, like, at, when the prices are, like, normal prices. I don't know what the prices are now because I haven't been looking. But... It's, I think it's worth whatever the extra was when we were initially going to book. We should have booked it because it's worth it. Because you sit next to just one other person and mm. you have enough space to, like, actually sit. Yeah, like, okay. You yeah, sure. more and you get, like, you get slightly different meals, but I think that the meals are all, like. Yeah, pretty much. I don't really care about the food. The, um, I think that the most difficult thing about it was that we were sitting, like, right on top of other people. Yeah. Because I think that the Qantas seats, well, I flew Qantas, and I think the Qantas seats usually recline quite a lot. Yeah. Compared to other airline seats. But it was just like, on the first flight, the flight was basically empty from Sydney to Perth. Mm. We got a whole row to ourselves, and then two rows behind us were empty, and there were heaps of empty rows, basically. Yeah. But that was only four hours. When we got on the plane from Perth to London, the thing was full. Not a oh, spare seat okay. on the entire plane. Yeah, um, that was a like non-reclining seat one, yeah. Yeah. And then, but the non-reclining seat was because it was broken, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I was like, surely they have to have reclining seats on flights that long. <laughs> Unless it's like scoot. <laughs> anyway, the there was a lady sitting next to us. She slept the whole time. I don't know how you can sleep for that long. She went to the toilet once in 16 hours. God, that's she, impressive. That's bad for your bladder, though. Oh, yeah. Would be. She had tea and coffee and, like, a Coke and everything. Like, I, I have a Coke and I, 20 minutes one. later I'm in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I don't know how this woman did it. Anyway, um, she was sitting on, like, the window seat bit. But we didn't even have a window. Oh, yeah. We had a bulkhead. Or not a bulkhead. What's it called? Like, just the bit where there's not a window because of there's something on the outside of the plane. Um, And she was there. And, like, Lewis was sitting in the middle and then I was sitting in the middle for a bit. And it's just so uncomfortable to be so close to people you don't know. It is, yeah. I don't know. The only long-haul flight I've had apart from the non-reclining seat one, um, had no one on it. So, yeah, it was lovely. Or was that on the way back? Yeah. Yeah. It's good when there's no one on it. Yeah, it is. It's really hit and miss, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think at Christmas time, though, there's that's always a busy time to fly. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. People do, like, um, they, like, try and hack the flights and they – get really cheap deals. I don't know how they do it because I was checking all the time. Mm-hmm. And even when I was checking all the time, like when I was checking a lot, business class was $3,000 a seat. Wow. Yeah. Which is, that's not that bad, right? Because mm-hmm. we were paying $2,000 a seat for economy. When I ended up. Yeah. Okay. That is expensive. Which it was even cheaper. Like it was cheaper to book premium economy when I was initially looking than it was for the economy seats we ended up with. Yeah. Maybe what I should do is, yeah, fly over to you for Christmas. Yeah. To Spain, should I? Oh, it's so difficult to fly to Spain. But fly to us here and then we'll all fly to Spain. Yeah, and parents can pay for the flight to Spain. <laughs> fly to Spain's nothing. Oh, is it? Because I tried. I looked up a flight from London to Switzerland, and it was like the same as a flight from here to London. Okay, first of all, I'm not sure how you've managed to make that so expensive, because it's like I reckon it'd be two hundred pounds to fly to Switzerland, which is like four hundred bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, it was that, yeah. <laughs> which is like fine, but that's because you're trying to fly to Switzerland in the middle of the snow season. Yeah. The people flying to Switzerland, then are the people with money. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should go. Yeah, so I'll go to London, then to Spain, and then to back to London probably, and then to Canada, spend a few weeks in Canada um, and see Asha and whatever, then fly back. Is in Canada? No, she's, she's up the top. She's in North America, so it's like only three hours away. Do you mean North United States of America? Yeah, 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 that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. I don't know, that's okay. Um, and, and, and then I'll fly to Europe for a bit of summer with Susie, yeah. But summer doesn't start in Europe until halfway through June. No, no, okay, no, for May, May, that's kind of like summer-ish. 
summer doesn't start until the 22nd of June in Europe. Maybe I will work in Canada for a bit then. You need a working holiday visa. Um, yeah, I'll just get cash jobs. Oh, you know, it's only I can stay in Canada for six months. Visa free. Um, visa you free. Can go to the UK for nine. Visa free. Well, I thought you said it was thirty days. No, that's the EU. You can stay for ninety days in a hundred and eighty day period. Oh. Otherwise, you need a visa. Yeah, my thumb is. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. I cut it with a bread knife. We've anyway, put that on the podcast. You should um ask me what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Oh. <laughs> huh? You ask it properly. I did ask it properly. Oh, I'm not cutting anything. Fuck. <laughs> this is a woman who gives no shits anymore. <laughs> um what what have you been up to, Kira? So my life has changed completely since moving to the snow. <laughs> um, no, I'm, okay. So um, since starting my job, I've met so many people. I live and work with the people I work with. <laughs> now that I've said I'm not cutting anything, you're panicking, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I've also lost all my sense of... I don't know how to speak. No, actually, apparently I'm the most literate person at work. Hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and I've been snowboarding heaps. I went backcountry, which is like outside of the resort at the start of the season, and I'm going to do it um, when the season ends as well, actually. Um, and uh, we went to a. Yeah, on like a little tour, um, just with a few people. Um, we went hiking up the hill and then snowboarded back down. It was so fun. Did I highly recommend. Pardon? Did you have like a guide? Yeah. So when I went, we had a guy. We had two guys, and it was a big group of girls actually. But um, the next time I go, it's just going to be um, like four people. But still with a guide. Yeah, who's our boss? Like, yeah. Okay, but someone who understands. And he's our friend, so, like. Yeah, okay. Like a big fun thing, you know. <laughs> um, and I've, Green what else? Green like, environment to me. Yeah. We're um, family. No, we definitely aren't. Um, oh, actually, working a season with the same people um, for four to five days a week has made me realise a lot of things. Um, there's this thing called the mid-season blues or, um, or what's it called, August August blues, I think, um, and it's a point in the season in August where everyone cracks the shit and just hates their life. Right. Could that happen to do with the fact that it's dark? Couldn't that just be, like, seasonal affected disorder? Yeah, I think it's because we've worked so hard um, in Australia, the school holidays kind of line up and you've done a map, like it's been really busy in the school holidays. Um, And 
it gets to the point where it's just been busy for so long that everyone is so just sick of it and ready for the season to end. Anyway, we had that at work. Every single person was just angry for a different reason, but we all had it. And now we're over that hump and we're into spring and it's wonderful because nobody's here, no tourists are here. It's just us. It's springtime and we're ready for it to end. But we're also really going to miss it. Yeah. Um, also, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Falls and Hotham, which are resorts in Victoria. Um, and they come with our pass. And last oh, week... I didn't know yeah, they came with your pass. With the Epic pass, yeah. Okay. And last week, I went to Threadbow, um for a day, which was so fun. Um, but a day is isn't it? Pardon? But a day is enough, isn't it? No, I'm going to buy a season pass next year. Really? Threadbow, yeah. All the way. Threadbow, I found boring. After yeah. I went on the school trip after a week, yeah. I was like, I've been down all of these runs 25 times. They're just long and wide. That's it. Maybe it's nicer if you're a snowboarder, but I feel like Perisher, like there's so many different technical runs that you can go on as a skier. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Perisher is also really busy this season, like. The car park fills up every single weekend, and nobody. And the is this for your work though? Pardon? Do you have parking spaces for your work? No, but like where we where we go, we can park where wherever, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's just so busy. Guthrie and go up. Pardon? Don't you just park at Guthrie and then go up the chairlift when you go? It's a forty minute drive to Guthrie, and it's only like twenty five to Perisher. Oh, true. Yeah. But, but then, um, then is it another 20 minutes to park in Perisher and wait for the lift? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just busy everywhere, though. Like, the lift lines are hectic. Like, you just don't go on a Saturday and Sunday kind of vibe. Anyway. Um, Saturdays and Sundays, though? Pardon? Do you work on Saturdays and Sundays? At the start of the season, I didn't work on Saturdays. I would have Saturdays off, but now I work Saturdays, Sundays. That's good for you. Yeah, but um, so I went. I've been to Threadbow and Parishar, um, and I'm gonna go to Falls and Hotham, and I'm also gonna go to Charlotte's Pass, which means I have skied at every single resort in Australia this season, apart from Mount Buller and the one in Tasmania that doesn't count. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that one called? That one's a Jacob's Ladder, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Mount. Uh, ben Lomond. Oh, yeah, Ben Lomond, yeah. I don't know if the resort's called that, though, but... And well, Selwyn's you... closed, so that doesn't count either, so... Yeah. Well, you've skied more Australian resorts than me, but I've now skied in four countries. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, I'm winning. I know, <laughs> but you know, I will have beat you, not country-wise, but... Oh, you've skied in more different resorts than me. Yeah. But I've skied in... Australia, Oppie, and then Switzerland, Italy, and Spain. Which is practically the same thing because they're right next to each other. <laughs> Apart from Spain. The Swi- Switzerland and Italy were right next to each other. Literally yeah. from one to the other in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to ski in France this season, I think. I was going to say you should ski in France. 
I don't know how the ski this the skis. I don't know how the snow is in uh like Germany. I know that Austria has Alps, but yeah. all of the resorts I know in Europe are like in Switzerland or France. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I really love the apres culture here as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going out heaps, and I'm gonna be really upset when I go back to home because. Although this is a small country town, it's got a major nightlife in the winter time. And Nara, oh, really. <laughs> yeah, we're just, is like the demographic here is just all young people doing a season, pretty much. Um, okay, well, I feel like we've actually recorded a lot longer than this episode was meant to be. Yeah, you know why? Because we actually don't talk to each other. It's <laughs> that way we're catching up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm going to end this episode here, but we're going to record more episodes. Look out for more interesting episodes in the future. Um, we're thinking of, like, doing some interviews with different people who have some interesting stories as well um, because even though it's nice for us to talk to each other, surely people don't actually find that that interesting. <laughs> Um, I can't blame you, honestly, because um, basically we've just talked for 20 minutes about where's the cheapest flight to and from. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, like it if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're watching it on Spotify, just watch to the end or listening to it rather on Spotify. Um, maybe if you're in Kira's Cafe, she'll play it for the holder. <laughs> I will. I have told so many people about this podcast and everyone's asking when the next episode is going to be. And guess what, guys? Here it is. I'm glad that we have such a loyal following of people. I know. Well, just because I've forced everyone to like it. You've really hyped it up, have you? Maybe I really have. Uh, anyway, yes, that's the end of this episode and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Au revoir.